egotistical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, that is right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to week number six of the Patron Feedback Show, the podcast where we get to talk to patrons of the SNL Network, and they co-host the podcast with us over here, answer some social media questions, and or talk about social media, answer some patron questions. I guess there could be some questions about social media, and we get to have a lot of fun with the patrons. It's a very fun chat at the end of the week as we close the chapter on one week of SNL and look towards the next. And these have been just a delight to do every single week with different patrons. And joining us this week for the first time on the podcast, all the way from Melbourne in Australia, it's Benjamin Lamb. Ben, how are you? Hello, John. I'm very good. So excited to be joining you on this and so pumped to be talking about SNL and the amazing season we've had so far. Yeah, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show, Ben. It's It's been a really exciting season. I know that we chatted a little bit before the season and a couple times uh, during as well. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, I work as a print and radio journalist here and definitely cover a lot of sort of comedy news and uh, music news and a lot of the SNL music stuff, which, of course, last week we had a massive music thing. So hopefully we talk about that. And yeah, that's how we've crossed paths in the past, just talking about SNL and and stuff like that, and a lot of pop culture stuff, and more on the SNL watching side. I've been kind of maybe 10 years ago, sort of got onto it um, through YouTube and just went through heaps of different YouTube rabbit holes. We didn't really get the full episodes here. It was actually a Bill Hader rabbit hole I first went on and just went, kept going, kept going, and then just fell in love with the show. And then... Just from there, I've been watching heaps of YouTube. In the last couple of seasons, we've gotten live, so it's been good to kind of watch it big. And yeah, it's as good. And also, a few years ago, Fred Armisen toured here. I just just came into my mind then, and cool. he, I got to meet him, which was amazing and kind of like a an amazing experience. So yeah, I've kind of always had SNL SNL stuff to enjoy. Yeah, that that's really cool. I mean, uh, I actually got to see Fred Armisen a couple of years ago as well. So you, I mean, like you fell in love with the cast that I did. So uh, a lot of relatable things. And uh, so you said you're working in in journalism. So just I just want the listeners if they, if they ever wanted to check out some of the content that you get to work on, where can people check out some of that? Yeah, well, I post a lot of it on my uh, Twitter, the uh, Lamb Binge Lamb ninety eight, and it's a lot of um, music news and stuff like that. So I post as much as I can in pieces I'm working on. So that's probably the best way. And also all my radio pieces that I do, I put on there as well. And and yeah, they'll link people to certain articles and pieces I'm working on and hopefully they like them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Ben, uh, one of the cool things that uh, I can promote that I, I helped you with a little bit was uh, we spoke before the season. Uh, you had me on your radio show to talk about the passing of Norm MacDonald. So that was really uh, nice to get to attribute him in that way. And then we also yeah. spoke about Kim Kardashian being on Saturday Night Live and, and kind of what the impact of that was as well. So those were some fun shows that we got to do together. Yeah, they were big stories and everyone loved them here. And it's so good to get some SNL news to some Australian listeners. Yeah. So then, I mean, I think the thing that a lot of the listeners would love to know from you specifically is like, I think that probably most of our listeners, I would say like at least more than half, uh, are in North America. They're from Canada or the US and they get to watch SNL live. But what is the experience like on a given weekend? watching SNL, you know, you're 16 hours ahead of, of us on East Coast time. You know, what's that experience life? Do you feel like you're like you're outside of it a little bit or have, you know, you know, working with us in the community and getting to watch the clips? Like, do you feel like you don't feel that at all? Yeah, there is sort of a little bit of uh, disconnect, I, I guess. But it is sort of not as exciting watching it on maybe like a, a Sunday afternoon. It's much less intense. But yeah, watching kind of your hot take shows and keeping track of things through Twitter and Reddit and stuff, it definitely gets the excitement high and feels like I'm over there and I'm over in America and part of it. But yeah, there's not really a lot of Australian kind of fandom associated with it. So a lot of it is sort of trying to get myself involved in the American thing and uh, a lot of Americans talking about it. So I don't know, kind of a bit of both. There is that sort of disconnect because it is not really an enjoyable time, like three on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. But then conversely you've also got a lot of twitter and reddit which sort of keeps me interested and intrigued and can sort of 
contact people who are who are watching it live over in America. Yeah. So for you, it's like Sunday afternoon live that you're watching it, and it's it's. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, or is it? Wait, uh, yeah, no, I guess that that does make sense with the timing. But uh, yeah, really cool to have you a part of our patron community, and I hope that you uh, connect with other people from the patron community and, and patrons. I mean, if you're watching the show and you're listening, definitely reach out to Ben as well. It's great to include people from all around the world and everything we're doing, and um, that's been the fun of of growing the SNL network over this past season is that we get to connect people from all around the world. So really appreciative of you, Ben, for your support and having you a part of this. Let's talk about uh, season 47. So uh, like you said, you I mean you got into, you know, into SNL through the Bill Hader and Fred Armisen rabbit hole. And what have been your thoughts about SNL, you know, so far the season compared to what you've seen? Um, I reckon it just, it's been so much, so much energy from the cast. I know it's something you've touched on with a lot of um, your roundtables and hot takes, but there's sort of just been an indescribable, indescribable energy. Uh, maybe like since... COVID stuff has sort of slowed down in, in New York and things can sort of get back to normal. There's cameos and sort of more exciting things. I feel like all the cast are just really keen to just get the best work, do the best work they can do. I, of course, there's been some things here and there that are a bit, um, that haven't really fall, uh, haven't really gone through as best as they could. But I just think it's it's just like someone's hit refresh on the on the show and everything's just so so good and exciting it just makes you want to just keep watching yeah is there a favorite part of what you've seen so far in 47 like any uh is it is it the cast member the 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 specific sketches or anything that you've noticed that has really like defined the refresh for you i think it's a lot to do with um please don't destroy they just they've given a, a every sketch that they've had uh, work on throughout the season i reckon it's just been so original and sort of gets back to maybe even the early 90s days of or in my opinion in, back to those days it sort of gives it that sort of vibe and i really think that that and especially their pre-tapes and even last week which i'm sure we'll get into their help with sarah and aristotle on the update desk it's just it's just a, a new fresh energy and it was sort of I guess maybe needed that they needed this fresh look for some young kids that can maybe give a bit of an uh, original spin on some sketches and make them so, so bizarre, but so funny and intriguing. Yeah, it's just so impressive what they're doing. I mean, we talked about this all week long. That was the big, you know, headline coming out of this was, you know, for five weeks, the discussion was, hey, James Austin Johnson is coming in and changing the show. But actually, I had a question on the roundtable. And my question for the panelists, Ben, was, is it James Austin Johnson or is it please don't destroy? Or like if you had to pick one, which who is having a bigger impact on the start of the season? Uh, and we were 50, 50 on that question. Do you have a, an opinion there? Yeah, I think I'm sort of 50, 50 on it too. I feel like James Austin Johnson has definitely been probably the number one headline. So he's clearly made a massive impact on those first few episodes. We sort of saw him take a, a back step on the last one, but I think, in terms of the whole season and its freshness and its sort of impact on people, I reckon it's definitely Please Don't Destroy that have made it so strong and, yeah, so so good to watch. Okay. And is there anything that you haven't liked as much in season 47? Like anything that's, that's not doing it for you? Yeah, good question. I don't usually like to be uh, a negative, but... Uh, no, it's okay. Not... You, you, you can be negative. It's fine. <laughs> nothing really there's of course been some sketches here and there that i haven't really gotten into oh, probably something that isn't that negative but usually the um cold opens are a little lost on me because it is clearly such newsworthy moments for american people and of course i don't really keep in, on track of a lot of american news so some of them are usually lost on me but i do quite enjoy watching people it's usually just a lot of um, impressions and I do like hearing audience reactions to the impressions and even if I don't really know who they are, but that's sort of something that's been lost on me and maybe I haven't really got as much of an impact out of those as other people would have. But besides that, um, I'm trying to think of any sketches that sort of missed the mark for me. But I guess well, that's you, don't have to, you don't have to say specific ones. I just didn't know if there was like a certain thing that was not doing it for you, or if you're if you're mostly happy with the season, that's okay too. You know, yeah, mostly happy with it. Yeah, cool. 
Okay. Well, let's talk about the, the episode we just saw, the Jonathan Majors and Taylor Swift episode. So that's the one that happened last Saturday. And yeah, there were a lot of, you know, big headlines coming out of this one, a lot of them to do with Taylor Swift. So uh, what were your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot of, it's, it's definitely Taylor Swift's episode. As much as I liked Jonathan Majors and loved him in um, Loki. And I just feel like, I've, I've been trying to think about this over the last few days, that I don't know if he maybe took a back seat because he knew a lot of people were there for Taylor Swift or I don't really feel like he made as much of an impact as Taylor Swift or even the rest of the cast. I feel like a lot of my highlights from the episode came from just the cast uh, sketches or the Taylor Swift performance or even her um, uh, her appearance in the Please Don't Destroy sketch. That So, yeah, I feel like he didn't really get as far or maybe as impactful as I wanted to. We saw him in the last couple of sketches really get out there and there was some funny moments in it for me at least. But yeah, that first kind of half, I didn't really, I, I kind of forgot that he was hosting it a few moments actually. Yeah. Was there, uh, you said, you said those last two sketches and that, that was something that I felt too. I, I, I felt like I was on a little bit of like, uh, like on my own when it came to Jonathan Majors's performance in the last two sketches. I kept saying that I really felt like the one, uh, the one at church, the pastor announcement. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like he was pretty good at that. And I, I, I don't know why I felt like nobody else saw that. Yeah. Uh, it, he was very, I don't think I really laughed out loud at many moments. It was a humorous sketch and he did do very well. And I think it was probably like the, his highlight of the, episode because it was really the only sketch where he sort of was a different person like he was his yeah. dress looked different he was a different character and that's sort of what i i want to get out of a host's appearance on snl this sort of different element of it because up until then maybe besides the broadway benefit sketch that we saw him just be himself or sort of get a, a back roll to some degree yeah and i think that the the pairing of him and Ego, I think, was a really fun pairing because I think that we got to see him with Keenan in one sketch earlier, which I think, uh, you know, some of our panelists seem to really enjoy that one with the kid stories. And I thought it was OK. And then, you know, some of the other sketches that we saw throughout the night, I didn't necessarily think that, like, the placements of, like, who he was with were he he had the right chemistry for but uh, to me there was something about him with ego that i wish we got to see more and just him interacting with the audience like i really felt like there was like he, he was anchoring that in a way that really worked for me um but yeah like here i played this line on the round table i'll play it again no george you are just cheating on your wife like the way he said that i just felt like was so great and i feel like it was under under the radar and i wanted to definitely like highlight that as a moment that i think that you know walking away from the this current week as we move on to next week that there was some things that were here i just don't think we got to see them so it's really interesting ben that you said that he potentially decided to take a back seat to taylor's moment and what did you think about the taylor swift stuff between the please don't destroy video and her performance yeah i reckon that a lot of the well, I, I think a lot of the cast were a lot of the uh, audience sorry were definitely there for taylor and we could kind of hear that by the the reactions to certain elements um but I, I loved it i feel like that she she's clearly had many strong appearances on snl in the past and didn't disappoint this time i think a lot of people knew that going in that there was going to be the 10 minute version of all too well all too well which um which i liked and clearly it's been such a newsworthy thing over there and a, a lot here as well actually and that was awesome and it's always good to see a strong musical performance like that it's probably one of the strongest, if not the strongest, we've gotten all season, I feel. Um, and that was good fun. And then her thing in uh, Please Don't Destroy, which I know there's a question in, in regards to this. So I will get into like full thoughts on it later. But um, yeah, I think that was really strong. And it was kind of the perfect, perfect sketch for her to appear in out of all of them. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And I, I think that that was the... You know, maybe I'm like part of the, the the masses in this, you know, sense. But I think that during the week, I was like, there was two things that I went back to that I was like, I have to show people. One was the Man Park sketch, because I felt like the lines in there were really just hilarious. And then the Please Don't Destroy video. And I think like you can give or take if you like that stuff or not. And if you feel like there is like a close comparison between 
Lonely Island and Please Don't Destroy that you may love or hate. I'm probably in more of the love camp, but I just think like I loved every minute of the Please Don't Destroy video and I would love to see more of that coming up. Yeah, and that's sort of an interesting too. I'm I'm about the same. That Please Don't Destroy and the um uh, Man Park sketch, that they were my two favorite sketches of the show. But again, both of them didn't feature Jonathan Majors, which yeah, kind of reflects the whole episode, I think. But yeah, those are yeah. two was amazing sketches and yeah, I agree. They were they just there's something I definitely keep going back to, I think. Ben, the funny thing is is like if there was ever, I don't know if you guys, do you guys get SNL vintage ever down in Australia? Like, no. Okay, so so we here on NBC at 10 o'clock get SNL vintage, which is a 60 minute version of an old episode of SNL. And I was thinking about this. I was thinking, hey, if they ever put on NBC vintage, the Jonathan Majors and Taylor Swift episode, what would they do? Because if you think about it, Jonathan Majors, not in the cold open, right? They would obviously put his monologue in. I would think that they would have to put Man Park. They would have to put Taylor Swift's 10-minute performance. They would have to put the PDD video. And then they would have to put Sarah and Aristotle on Weekend Update. So it's possible that in the 60-minute version of this episode, there is approximately like two minutes of Jonathan Majors. (laughs) Yeah, wow, crazy. Jeez. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I don't know if that's ever happened in modern day SNL that I could think of. So what I, I, I know that we have some some listeners and some people in the chat, like if, if you guys uh, ever you, you keep track of SNL vintage probably way more than me. So please just, you know, let me know if this ep- episode ever comes up in future seasons, because I'm so curious about that. So that'll be really fun. Um, ben, is there anything else from this this season or this episode that you want to talk about before we start talking about social media? Um, no, I feel like we definitely uh, covered a lot of it, and it's just been, yeah, as we mentioned, an, an awesome season. There's been so many just quirky and original sketches, and yeah, I've been, it's a perfect, I feel like it's been the perfect season for me to get so involved in and invested in. It just, I feel like perfect time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. Let's talk about what's happening in social media. Okay, Ben. So I'm going to read out some of the things we got to see in social media this week. And then, you know, you comment, you let me know what you think about what's happening over in SNL social media. Okay. So most of the social media this week, Ben, had to do with Aristotle and Sarah on Weekend Update. Okay. So let's talk about Sarah because she came first and we had basically... It was it was kind of hard to believe because again there were questions about you know Sarah and her role on the show and and what was going to happen obviously being a new cast member but we had so many people both in the cast and on the crew rooting for Sarah when it came to her performance on Weekend Update. So what were your thoughts about Sarah's performance on Update? It was it was amazing. It she I was sort of familiar with her work pre SNL and just the energy she gave to that and the. I know, as you mentioned a lot on the round table, the whole make fun of Jost trope is sort of over overdone. But I feel like she gave it her own spin and it was just really, really strong. And I feel like, and as I'm sure we'll get into, she's clearly made an impact on a lot of the writers and a lot of the cast. And I feel like it's just a lot to do with her, her energy and her approach to things. It's, it's clear that she gets along with a lot of them well and clearly has found her place early, it seems, which is, clearly, which is a, a strong thing. Yeah, so if you go, if you were on Instagram on Sunday and you were looking through Sunday uh, Eastern time and you were looking through all of the writers and anybody who was on the cast, I mean, they were taking Instagram stories of Sarah's piece on update and just rooting her on, unlike anybody I've seen in a very long time. Like Martin Herlihy, part of PDD, uh, and there's a photo of him, you know, him taking a picture of the weekend update desk with Colin and Michael and Sarah at Sarah Squirm he put out there. There was uh, Bowen Yang who came out of, you know, came out to watch Sarah and said, get him Squirm as he was recording or taking pictures of Sarah on update. Uh, we also had uh, Ben Marshall, another part of PDD says, happy for my weird friend at Sarah Squirm. Celeste Yim. They said, uh, update debut for Sarah Squirm. So just so many writers and so many people rooting for Sarah. It's unbelievable how much support she has. And I'm so happy to see it. 
Yeah, I did come. I've been following a lot of the writers and stuff, and did see all those photos. It's just amazing that they clearly love her so much, love writing for her, and I loved also because sort of the other side of it. I love seeing the sort of behind the scenes photos that they've got. It always intrigues me the sort of uh, glitz and process that goes through behind the scenes. So that was cool to sort of see behind the desk and what sort of happens um, around that. But yeah, it's amazing to see how much they all love her, and yeah, clearly wanted to do well. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, Casey in the chat says, uh, you know, PDD's making uh, like a huge impact on the show, and maybe isn't if it if they aren't making as big of an impact as JJ, Sarah, Aristotle, maybe they secure their spots in the cast next year. And this was something I, I have been thinking about for a few days, and I really did come to the conclusion that this is my just my belief. I don't have any insider info on this, Ben, but this is my my thought, and I thought I would bring this to you on on um, on the patron feedback show. I think that they were waiting. SNL was waiting to see who was going to leave. And they waited to the very last minute to see if people like Cecily were coming back, if people like Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney and, and uh, you know, a lot of the senior cast, A.D. Bryant, if they were going to come back to the show. That's my, my opinion. And even at the, at the Emmy Awards, I think that there was word from, I, I think it may have been Cecily said, like, I, I'm still not sure. I'm still deciding. So this is like up until two weeks before. I feel that if more people left, PDD would have been a part of the cast this season. Yeah, and I think that's... that because a lot of people stayed, they kept them as writers. So I think that's my, that's my like theory. Do you agree with that? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that that might be the case. So I don't know we were sort of in contact then and talking about it and sort of seeing things on Twitter and stuff. And yeah, I feel like there was that uncertainty till very close to the announcement. So it sort of makes sense. And they hired a fair amount of writers as well, besides PDD. So it probably makes sense that if they maybe got like a mass exodus of cast, they would have brought them along and they still would have had enough writers to sort of give the writers room a refresh. And yeah, definitely, I definitely agree with you there. It, it does seem like there, there maybe would have been a couple of thoughts going into the reasoning behind hiring. Please don't destroy. Um, maybe down the line, we'll see them uh, join the cast. That would be very exciting yeah i think that's where we're headed for sure it looks like that right now i'd be surprised if at least one of them didn't join the cast next yeah. year but yeah you mentioned it they had a big part in writing the sarah piece so we also got to see the aristotle piece uh we had jay farrow who often comes up on these shows because he's often commenting on instagram um about laughintosh 3000 which was aristotle's premiere our uh, debut on weekend update uh nbc snl says uh laughintosh 3000 everyone and jay farrow says he's dope uh fire emoji fire emoji fire emoji so uh really cool to have jay like i said always talking about the show what were your thoughts on aristotle as laughintosh 3000 yeah i i, I liked it uh it as uh everyone's kind of discussed it was very similar and i know it was sort of a, a step up from the thing he did at just for laughs but i, I liked it he's clearly a, a strong performer and um has these weird ideas that are sort of yeah another reason why the show is giving uh He's giving the show live. But um, I kind of was listening to your uh, roundtable, I think, and someone brought this up. I don't remember who, sorry, that I was sort of nervous for him a little bit that having his own piece and uh, a new, it was a character piece. And I was, I was, of course, rooting for him. But then conversely, I was a little bit nervous. But he obviously hit it out of the park. And for Jay Farrow to say that, and I know he's sort of been outspoken with things in the past. And you know that if he says it's good, it's clearly good. <laughs> Not that. His opinion sort sort of um, would change mine, but um, you know that it, yeah, it was definitely a strong performance. And I would, it's kind of I know you brought this up, but it'd be interesting to see where he goes from here and sort of seeing him maybe interact with other casts because we haven't really seen that much from him so far. But yeah, it's sort of be it's interesting to see his um, character arc throughout the season. That's a really good point, Ben, because, you know, like we were just talking about Majors and Ego uh, working together in a sketch. And the things that we've seen prominently from Aristotle so far have been Aristotle with Rami Malik, And now we see Aristotle on his own. So there hasn't been any Aristotle and this person work really well together. So I wonder if we can find that throughout the season, because I would say that the Sarah comparison is probably... Sarah and Andrew Dismukes seem to have like a little bit of a thing going 
Um, we saw Sarah and Chloe, who seemed to be very close behind the scenes in all the pictures. You know, they seem to be together. Uh, they were sitting next to each other in that dog park sketch. So um, I'm curious to see who Aristotle is going to bond with and create content with. Yeah, it'll be an interesting thing. Or maybe even, like, just thought of it then, maybe even we won't see him. Of course, we'll see him interact with some cast. But maybe his strength does lie in these sketches where he can sort of take center stage like Angelo and like this um, update piece. Maybe that's his his stronger thing and maybe that's what we'll see him interact with the cast uh, him interact with the host sorry like he did with Angelo maybe that's what maybe that's all we'll see from him which will be an interesting thing to sort of um, consume over the rest of the season yeah okay so uh, another rookie this year we spoke about him a bit James Austin Johnson at shrimp J-A-J on Twitter and he's a great follow he says this is maybe too inside baseball <laughs> But it would have been so funny if in the meeting after dress rehearsal, Lauren was like, Taylor, we're trimming seven minutes from all too well, just for time, end quote. I love that. I, I, I love that it sort of gives like big fans like us and everybody that listens to this sort of that little wink and brings us, brings us into his little group and sort of like a little in-joke. And I, I love that. It would have been funny if that happened, but wouldn't maybe yeah. not have an impact. <laughs> I don't think that Lauren was touching anything Taylor Swift wanted to do. I think he was just happy to have Taylor on his show. No chances that Taylor was going to walk off the show. So he was making sure that, hey, Taylor, you want 10 minutes? You want 20 minutes? You can take it. Like, I think that's what Lauren was up for. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you, are you a big Taylor Swift fan, Ben? Um, no, I wouldn't call myself a, a big fan. I definitely, she definitely is talented and clearly has a lot of fans and a lot of following and uh, loves her fans and I love sort of the I sort of, I know there's been a bit of socials from her and in the lead up to this all too well release and I love her sort of uh, the secrets she puts in and hidden things and that's always intrigued me and new stories about that all the sort of easter eggs that's that's the word that she puts in that's always intrigued me but she's definitely very talented I like her performance on on Saturday and um yeah she's she's definitely talented yeah, her marketing team is like off the charts with everything yeah. they do. It's just so it's so great. Um, speaking of Taylor Swift, we saw. Um, I don't know if you if you got a, ca a chance to catch this, but uh, before the show on Saturday, SNL tweeted out and put on their Instagram a video of Chris Red singing Taylor Swift songs in a jacket and a red hat, and put Red, which is the name of Taylor's new album or you know old album album redone, uh, but Red with two D's, so for Chris Red, uh, Taylor's version, and he's singing in the office, and it was it was really funny. Definitely go back and check out this video of Chris Red. Oh, oh, definitely check that out. I loved it. It's I think I did come across that, and I loved it. It seems like from the minute she arrived, that everyone was just in a good mood. From things I was keeping an eye on throughout the week, it seems like that she just gave everyone put everyone in such a good mood and and it's clear why she keeps getting invited back and it's such a big yeah. sort of focal point of each episode she's a part of yeah and i don't know if you saw how many people were backstage for taylor swift but we we talked about this a little bit but during the show on tiktok there was a video of taylor swift and selena gomez and they were just chilling back there and there was just so many people ryan reynolds was there um like like just just celebrities coming out just for taylor swift so it's really just like hard to imagine how big of an impact this was backstage and how cool this was for the cast that everybody came out for this so that was really exciting yeah, I did see a lot of that. There's just so many, just anyone you can think of was there. And that might be actually part of the reason why there was so much energy in this episode. Maybe everyone was putting on a good show because they knew the A-list celebrities that were watching from from backstage. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly possible. Um, okay, so then we also got a really, let me see if I can bring this one up. I think this one would be fun to put on the screen for people who are watching live. Here we go. I'll bring that up. This is a uh, NBC host and NBC SNL host baton pass. This is from Lindsay Shukas, who works at SNL. Um, and she takes a photo and posts uh, a photo of uh, Jonathan Majors and Simu Liu, who was attending SNL this week. So, Ben, I, I know this is something that has been done in the past. Curious your thoughts on having, you know, if you're a new host and you're coming in, what's it? Do you think it's a good idea to watch the show prior to yours? Yeah, I, I, I think so. That, and it's clear that these two get along, I guess, being co-Marvel um, cast members. And I think that it, it maybe 
cool even just to be a maybe not get involved with everything but sort of be a, a sit on the back seat and sort of watch how things go on because i know from reading things in the past and seeing people it's clearly a big commitment for the week and there's so many shocking things and things that sort of you don't uh, expect going in long hours we saw from kim kardashian she mentioned there were long hours and sort of she didn't expect how big the the task was and it's probably good um them sort of or similarly you coming on and so seeing the behind the scenes and chatting with um jonathan majors about uh, who knows what they t- talked about but maybe uh like what he did any advice he had so i reckon it's a it's a really good thing and it sort of gets people excited let, just let me fill you in on what their conversation was. Simu Liu goes to Jonathan Majors and says, like, hey, man, like, just tell me, like, what did you do this week? And Jonathan Majors says, I did nothing. <laughs> don't, 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 don't tell anybody, but I, I wasn't involved in anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jonathan Majors says, hey, Simu Liu, if, if you would like a, a good, easy week at SNL, just go to Saweetie and tell her to invite all of her friends to the show and tell her to tell Lauren, I'm walking off the show unless you give me 10 minutes. That's the way to do a great SNL. That would be, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Jonathan Majors had a lot of great advice for Simu Liu about how to host SNL. He's, he's definitely the one with, who, with a ton of screen time who knows how to do that. Um, okay. Um, yeah, if you're listening somewhere, uh, love you, Jonathan. Um, okay. Uh, this came to me uh, right before the show. This is from our friend, uh, Nicole, who, who sent this to me. And Ben, I didn't actually get a chance to put this on the doc, so I think you'll find this interesting, okay? But you you just brought her up, so I think we have to talk about her a little bit. This is about Kim Kardashian, okay? So I, I this is the follow-up to the story that you had me on your radio show to talk about, okay? Pete Davidson, this is from page six. <laughs> Pete Davidson is officially going to have to keep up with the Kardashians. Page six has exclusively learned that the Skims founder, 41, and the Saturday Night Live star, 28, are officially dating. The news of their budding romance comes after several dates in Davidson's native New York City and Kardashian's hometown of Los Angeles. The King of Staten Island star most recently traveled to California for his birthday on Tuesday and spent time with Flavor Flav at the Keeping Up with the Kardashians alum mom's Kris Jenner's Palm Springs mansion. The photographic evidence of the odd grouping also served as a means to promote Kardashian's skims pajamas as Davidson, the reality star, and Jenner, 66, were each wearing a set. As they say, the couple that twins together stays together. Reps for the new couple didn't immediately return Page Six's requests for comments. So, Ben, what? thoughts? Wow. There's so many thoughts there. That's just, it's, it's so, like, out of... It just feels like it's otherworldly, that that thing you just read it's just so i i just can't get my my thoughts straight about it it's just amazing the the impact pete davidson has on so many people and he's clearly made an impact on many hosts and musical guests in the past and i guess you could say that he's made an impact yeah yeah (laughs) without getting too much into the details that is and it's clearly followed on with this uh kim kardashian thing so i think yeah really good good on him for to shooting his shot, I, I, I guess. And yeah, it's just, it's, I, I'm just so lost for words. That's, that's, that's shocking. What do you think about that? I mean, uh, I don't know where my thoughts are spinning. I mean, look, I, I think we all knew that this was probably legitimate yeah. and not, not just, just necessarily for publicity, but I mean, you could cross off. I mean, look, we're running out of people, Pete. You know, like you're you're really crossing off uh, all of the top Hollywood <laughs> women that's available. So, um, yeah, that's this is uh, yeah, this is kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Uh, am I getting word that? Oh, we get. Uh, you want want some breaking news? Yeah. Okay, we have some breaking news right now on air, alive on the podcast, Ben. Okay, I'm not. This is not a bit. I'm being very serious. Okay, we have our December shows announced for this happened live on the podcast can you believe that really okay yeah no i swear i'm not this is not a bit okay let me just let me just pull this up I'm gonna, we have our a really our actual december announcement is coming up so if you haven't seen this i'm gonna be pulling this up right now okay very exciting 
Yes. Okay. You, this is this is very special. Hold on. Let me just pull this up for for anybody who's watching live. We have our December announcement. So I'll get your opinion on that while we go through our patron feedback show. Okay. Here we go. All right. December eleventh. Host Billy Eilish and musical guest yeah. Billy Eilish. Why do they need two cards? They could just put one card. <laughs> okay. So we yeah. have Billy Eilish as the host and musical guest. Wow. All right. Interesting thoughts on that. Yeah, she's she's definitely shot up even more than she was lately, and I don't know. It's clearly like looking at things through her uh, TikTok and reading things about her. She's clearly got some comedic timing and doesn't take herself too seriously. So I reckon she'll she'll kill it. It'll be it'll be great to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is this is really interesting. Uh, I believe this is our eighth first time host in a row. So this is kind of crazy. Um, but Billie Eilish obviously been a musical guest before, so this will be yeah. fun. I have no idea what to expect with Billie Eilish. Uh, again, first initial thoughts on this while we get this breaking news. Um, I don't know her to have a huge personality, so this will be interesting to see how she does on the show. Um, but uh, this it's it's very fun. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people had no expectations for Halsey, so this will be cool to see what's going to happen with Billie Eilish. Yeah, and then just thinking about it then, it'll also sort of host in the past, you can sort of think, all right, Kim Kardashian, I sort of know what sort of sketches she'll take place in. Jonathan Majors, you can sort of guess to some degree what sort of sketches she'll take place in. But yeah, I agree, I agree with you that Billie Eilish, you don't really know where the writers would even start with it. Is she going to be sort of that bit player like Jonathan Majors was, just sort of to some degree, just behind the scenes and sort of that? Or will she, yeah, it'll just be, I wonder how they'll sort of approach this approach this on the writing standpoint yeah exactly um this is gonna be interesting we're gonna have a lot of coverage you know talking about what to expect from billy eilish coming up and then we also have our christmas show which will be on december 18th and that will be the fifth appearance so joining the five timers club will be paul rudd so uh joining alec baldwin steve martin john goodman buck henry tom hanks chevy chase christopher christopher walken elliot gould danny devito drew barrymore tina Fey, scarlett johansson janice bergen Candace Bergen, uh, Bill Murray, Justin Timberlake, Ben Affleck, Melissa McCarthy, Dwayne Johnson, Jonah Hill, Will Ferrell, and now Paul Rudd into the Five Timers Club. So excited to have Paul back, Ben. Yeah, he, he definitely is in. He is definitely worthy to join all those names that you just mentioned, and he's just the. He'd be the. He's a perfect choice for the um, Christmas episode. I think he hosted one in the past, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so he did one. I think it was in 2013 with One Direction. I think is that correct? Uh, off the top of my head, I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it. Wasn't the was it the Christmas episode? No, it was an episode in December, but it wasn't the Christmas episode. But it sort of got. It was in that sort of time where everyone was excited for Christmas, and I feel like he sort of gives that vibe to his performance, his comedic performances as well. It's always such a feel good thing, and I guess all comedy is. But for him, for some degree, his sort of presence makes people, I feel like, in such a good mood. Any movie he's in, whether it's drama to comedy, I. He's he's gonna kill it. There's I in the all Paul Wright episodes I've watched, and I love him, so I watched them all um, previously in full. And he's just he he never fails. Not that that is sort of like no pressure to him, but I feel like this will be an easy easy episode for him, and it'll be a great one to watch. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Honestly, Paul Rudd is probably one of my favorite hosts of SNL like ever. I think. Um, so it'll be really exciting to see what we get from him from the Christmas episode. I think it's going to be really, really fun. We have musical guest uh, Charlie XCX. So she will be great on there as well. And you had mentioned like other Christmas episodes, two of his hosting ones. I mean, it's they're not Christmas episodes, but they are December episodes. He also did one with uh, Paul McCartney in 2010, I believe. So oh, yeah. uh, he kills it every time he's out there. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be perfect for it. I, I, and it'll be a perfect... Um, on what's been such a song, strong season so so far, it'd be the perfect sort of end note for this first portion of the season, and everyone will be so excited going into the new year. I, I know this will just be an easy, easy A A plus episode for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this will this will be exciting. Okay, so lots to come in terms of our opinions from all of our panelists on Billie Eilish as the host and musical guest doing double duty on December 11th and Paul Rudd and Charlie XCX 
joining us for the Christmas episode. So this was actually perfect timing. They, you know, somehow yeah. SNL knew we were doing our social media section and just released the cast, the, the, the hosting announcements for December while we're doing it. So we got to talk a little bit about it on the podcast. So um, if anybody is listening and joins us later in the show and has questions, we could always talk about that as well coming up. Okay. Uh, are you ready to take some questions from the, the uh, patrons and from anybody else who sent in questions during the week? Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay, Ben, um, let me ask you, do you have a document open? Is there Was there a certain question that stood out to you that you wanted to start with? I've got it here. Um, yeah, I'd love to start with the one from, oh, I don't think I've got the names. Oh, yeah, there we go, from Manette. What is it about PDD's comedy that's making them a frequent contribution to sketches and weekend update outside of the pre-tapes that they do? I thought that'd be a great sort of uh, point to start. Okay, um, yeah. so, so we, we talked a little bit about Please Don't Destroy, but let's talk about from Monette, uh, one of our great, great listeners says, you know, what is it about PDD's comedy that makes them a freaking contribution to sketches and we can update outside of pre-tips? Yeah, um, but sort of before that, something uh, came into my mind just then. I feel like that they write perfectly for the episode. Like we saw them with, just to quickly mention the pre-tapes, we saw them with Rami, he Rami just killed it in that um, Rami wants to treat sketch a pre-tape, and even this episode from uh, last week, I feel like that I I feel like Prezone Destroy knew that a lot of the audience would be uh, Taylor Swift fans, and we sort of saw from the Kim Kardashian episode that I feel like maybe Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift fans might be sort of similar to some degree, and um. Clearly, when Pete came on in the Kim K episode in the cold open, the crowd went crazy because they clearly are sort of the same fan fandom. And I feel like Please Don't Destroy knew that the Taylor Swift fandom might be similar. So brought Please Don't Destroy on, brought Taylor Swift on. And that is what made it such a good sketch because they knew that the audience would, would like it. So I wonder if that's sort of something that, that, that comes into their mind when writing it. And that's just sort of a, a thought I wanted to start on with with this question. I know it doesn't relate to it directly, but I feel like it's something that's worth mentioning. Yeah, I think it's, it, look, it's definitely a good point. I think that, um, I, I just think that they're very creative. I think they're young and fresh and I think people really like working the, with them. It's definitely underrated. And I'll, you know, say directly to Monette, who I know just, you know, probably asking the question generally, but I think that relationships behind the scenes are everything, especially in your early years at SNL. And I think that when, you are please don't destroy and you're coming in and you are just building relationships with people on the cast and like all these new players they're all coming in together so like sarah aristotle jaj like people who have been like new cast members over the last five years who've come in could only wish to have please don't destroy join the crew at the same time as them because it's like they're all a part of their like freshman high school class together so yeah it's like all this dynamic talent is working together to figure out how to best produce content on the show. And I think that's what's making it so fascinating is that you have like a perfect mix of like the right talent coming together. Yeah, I agreed. And that is definitely why I feel like that's had such an impact on uh, sketches and weekend update outside of the pre-tapes because yeah they seem to as we've seen from all the um, social media you mentioned they clearly get really really along well with sarah and and even we saw uh for the men's bathroom sketch that uh bowen sent an email to them and which sounded like a really simple and i i uh this might sound mean but it seemed like a really simple and maybe unfunny idea on paper but please understood clearly just took it and took it to a, another level and maybe they're just their approach to comedy and their ability to sort of befriend people and maybe just uh, joke around with them outside of writing and just makes them get along and they can just work well together and create something that people are talking about it like and people are talking about weeks after it's weeks weeks after it's aired yeah i think yeah it is really fascinating that bowen who has been on the cast for at least three years now or, or going to his third year i guess and he had a really good idea for a sketch and he, he went to please don't destroy about it or you know maybe he he found his way to please don't destroy about it and i think that it goes to show you that even more senior cast members are starting to trust them and they are like the new hot shit behind the scenes and i think people are really excited to work with them so I think that's the answer to the question. I think it's just, it's about relationships and please don't destroy is doing everything right, right now. Yeah. Okay. It'd just be so cool to see what, what the, what the future holds for them. I'm sure heaps more crazy sketches and 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, ben, this one is from Blood Meriden. says, with JAJ being the show's resident impressionist at the moment, what do you think Aristotle and Sarah's position on the show will be after getting two major showcases before the mid-season break? So where do you envision Aristotle and Sarah in this cast moving forward? Yeah, this is a, a, a great question. And uh, we did sort of touch on this before, but I feel like in a perfect world, the sort of gross out humor that Sarah's we've seen from Sarah hopefully can find its way onto SNL, which I, I don't really feel like it ever will. Maybe not to the degree that the sketches she put on a YouTube video, the outward um, grossness of those videos. I don't feel like it'll ever reach that stage, but uh, hopefully we can see her get that sort of 10 to one sketch where people are expecting this bizarre, bizarreness. Because that's hopefully where I'd, want to i'd hope that they uh sarah goes to and in terms of aristotle um as much as i'd love to see him uh as we mentioned uh interact with other cast members i would love to see him do more single characters like this that just bizarre characters with what seem like a lot of depth like angelo and uh the weekend update piece it's clear that a lot of work has been put into them he's been performing them for years I'm not sure if he has any other characters like that. From memory, I think there was one one or two more from that just for last sketch, which we might, might see down the line. Um, I'd love to see him continue to do that. And maybe also in that 10 to 1 spot, um, just the bizarre way he approaches comedy and he clearly has an impact on his uh, personal work and his solo work clearly has a bigger impact than the work he's done in other sketches. So I sort of hope that he'll, um, yeah, he will get to see him showcase like that a little more. But yeah, it's, an, it's a great question, and hopefully we see J.A.J. keep killing it with the impressions, which I'm sure we will. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting is like when cast members like J.A.J. do so well early on with impressions, it's always interesting to see them in a non-impression role. So like, it was a little bit like, I don't know what the right word is, like maybe jarring or like surprising to see J.A.J. in that advertising sketch just as like a normal dad. Um, yeah. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing that, to, you know, to see them do like other things. And I think it's like the same thing with Sarah. It's like Sarah's going to do the eccentric stuff eventually down the road. I'm sure SNL is going to let her do the gross out stuff. But the fact that she is also doing like something like we got to see an update this week is a good balance. So I'm liking what we're getting to see from Sarah right now. And then Aristotle, I genuinely have no idea. Like I, I really would love to see where he fits in into this cast. Part of our conversation, like we addressed before, we just haven't seen where Aristotle is going to fit with other cast members yet. And once we know that, and hopefully we have three more episodes to figure that out, once we know that, then we can, you know, kind of anticipate where we're going to see Aristotle down the road. Yeah. Hopefully we see him just, just kill it more. But yeah, that's actually a good point. He's sort of, Sarah and uh, JAJ have, to some degree, found their way in the cast and found a position. But yeah, Aristotle. I feel like you're right. He is sort of maybe not as established as Sarah and JJ have been in six episodes, which is crazy to think that they've made such an impact in so few episodes. But yeah, it'd be great yeah. to see what, what happens with them. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, do you want to take, you want to read this next one from Bell? Yeah. Um, let's have a look. After last week, could we see Sarah be the next update anchor after Che and Jost? It's a, another great question. And I sort of think that uh, that she she could maybe if she doesn't find a way with her um gross out humor a lot of the uh stand-up i've seen on youtube of hers there is that maybe not as much of that gross out element there is that just sort of crazy energy crazy approach to jokes jokes that are just so out of the ordinary or so simple that they're so funny and i feel like if she doesn't find her way with these sketches that she might find a, a spot on update and can give this energy to it that we saw on her update piece and yeah it's uh, it would be cool to see if that happened uh, realistically i probably don't think that it would be something that people would be thinking behind the scenes but i would love to see her be a host on there but yeah what do you think of that she would be i mean i think it's 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 definitely premature to uh to start you know putting her um, imagining her being on weekend update i think that she did pretty pretty well in this one but you know she's very different than any female we've seen on weekend update before like she's definitely has a different personality than tina um maybe there's a little bit of amy poehler in her i could see that for sure yeah i could see amy poehler i i, I could see that actually um she's you know jane Curtin, 
I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I see. Yeah, I, I could see her being in the in the Amy Poehler role. I think it just depends where where they would like who they would put next to her. I think. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. Even looking at um sort of head writers and stuff, and people who may be or writers and maybe uh, uh, a chance for the weekend update role, and sort of being uh, aware of their YouTube videos. I don't really feel like anyone on the writing staff, which is I know usually the the way people get onto the update desk. I don't feel like anyone really sit sit with her well, but but who knows? Who knows what the future will hold? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see <laughs> to see that for sure. Um, I've always said I think that Ego and Bowen would be a really fun uh, update team. So yeah. I think I think that would be interesting. But yeah, down down the road, I think uh, a little bit too early for that one. Um, next question from Harper Ellis. Uh, Harper says, with Kyle being in the most sketches this week, do you see the trend continuing? So Kyle was in seven sketches this week, Ben. That was the most we've seen from any cast member all season. Actually, no cast member has been in more than five this season. So yeah. thoughts on Kyle? Yeah, I did uh, see this uh, question and I was trying to think back. I don't feel like he's clearly a talented performer, but I don't feel like he made an impact in all of the sketches as much as he could have. I know, of course, some roles he was behind the scenes or maybe one or two lines, but I didn't feel like he was in a lot of sketches. Um, but I really, really feel like the trend does continue because we've seen him in so many cut for time sketches in previous seasons. And it's so good that he's getting this uh, platform and getting a chance. And I, I wonder where that's, where that's coming from. Maybe that uh, Beck left, and but I don't really feel like they were two of the same. And maybe that Kate's away. Maybe that's giving him more of a chance to take roles that maybe usually would have went to them. But I, I, we've been, been trying to think what, what the reasoning because we've even previous to this episode he has been popping up a lot more and especially that the one that i found the best was the i've forgotten what the name was it was but the kim kardashian bachelor sketch i i reckon he killed it there and it's still the dream guy yeah the dream guy that was it and that's still so far my highlight for him this season he just killed it in that um but yeah i wonder where it's coming from and i of course hope that the trend continues he's a great performer and can clearly play so many characters or even in the um pastor announcement sorry these thoughts are just coming to me straight away even in the yeah, pastor I... um sketch he his character was awesome there as well and he's clearly a really talented performer and of course would love to see the trend continuing but it'll be interesting to see if when kate comes back i know that they're not really usually you could really swap their roles but maybe that there's less of a platform for him i, I don't know but of course would love to see the trend continue yeah, I wonder if there's this is going to go one of two ways. Okay, this is either going to be Kyle's last season and he's just, you know, whatever you want to put me in, I'm I'm around, whatever I want to, you know, go out on a high. Or he's going to go into the Keenan thing and he's just going to say like, "Look, I'm I'm fine with just being here chilling and then if you want to put me in one thing a week, I don't care. If you want to put me in seven things a week, I don't care. I'll just do whatever and and you know, say a good line here or there cuz um that's what he was doing on Saturday. He was just like got a bunch yeah. of bit rolls so that was fine yeah and that's a good point you bring up i feel like down the line he could become a keenan because even in the sketches he did on uh the last episode he did seem like he was almost an anchor for it which is a, a lot of what uh keenan's roles are that you know when keenan's in it it's it's going to be a funny sketch or you know he'll have some funny elements if all the other part of the sketch suck you know that keenan will be funny and i feel like kyle you're right he is sort of um, I feel like he might get that role, and any sketch he does appear in, he he never fails with his uh, one line or two lines that just kill it. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Okay, next question from uh, Fupa TV says uh, here. Fupa TV. <laughs> yeah, I, I pulled that before. Um, says any word on when Kate McKinnon will be coming back, and how will that change the season? So no word on Kate. I would think. She might be back for the Billie Eilish episode on December 11th. I think there's a good chance. Um, but Ben, if anybody knows, it would be you, right? Because Kate's down in Australia. Yes, she's down in down under here. I think she's filming in uh, Queensland, which I looked up and is about a thousand miles away. I'm not sure what that <laughs> what that means to to me, but I thought your listeners would sort of understand that. Um, but I feel like like Case Curley, a really talented performer, and I don't know, you might agree with this that a lot of roles 
I feel like a lot of female roles and even male roles to some degree went to her automatically. And I feel like if hypothetically, if she was here during the first episode of the season, a lot of um, JAJ's impressions might've gone to her and maybe made of make him have a back seat. And I feel like in the very limited sketches we've gotten from uh, women centric sketches, I know that's something you've mentioned. It's been a very bro, brotastic season that, um, we've had a good spread of the female cast. Like we've seen, and even it was great on Saturday, we saw Punky come up in a sketch and Chloe's been great in a few sketches and maybe Melissa hasn't really appeared as much as uh, as anyone would want her to. But I feel like if Kate was there, that she might have maybe taken a few of those roles away from that cast and maybe been a, a focal point for a lot of the sketches, which isn't a bad thing because she's a clearly uh, talented performer. But I feel like when she comes back, that might, that might be a thing that happens, but hopefully it doesn't. And she is just put in for her her strengths, her uh, impression she does well and the role she does well. But um, who knows? And there'll be another thing that would be great to see is maybe her and um, Please Don't Destroy, if they get along and they write a sketch. And because I feel like they have a, a very similar energy to to comedy or very different um, energy. And it'd be awesome to see what the contrast of that'll be. And I'm sure they'll be creating some amazing stuff. Yeah, that's true. I I wonder, like, if Kate comes back, like, the show does look different, you know, when Kate was there to now Kate coming back. So I do wonder how she integrates with the new cast and the new writers. I think she'll be fine. She's, like, one of the best ever. But I, the one I'm worried about is Heidi Gardner. I, I'm worried about her taking roles away from Heidi because I think Heidi's doing really well. And I, I, I'm worried about that, honestly. Yeah, that's a very good point. And Heidi in the past clearly hasn't got as much time as maybe other performers. And it's been great to see her. And I think you mentioned it on a, a few episodes ago on maybe your roundtable. She's just so talented. She can take any role and just clearly the audience love to see her as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that people behind the scenes and writers are, are knowing that uh, we want to see these less frequent casts. And yeah, who knows? Okay, this is from uh, Ike Moore, one of our patrons. I believe he'll be joining us for a patron feedback show in December. Ike says, uh, will it be hard for Sarah to find the balance of gross-out humor and the mainstream SNL humor? So we talked a lot about Sarah today. Just very briefly, if you want to answer the question really quickly, will she be able to find a good balance? Yeah, I I don't feel like she will. I feel like it'll go one way or the other. She'll go crazy into the gross stuff or maybe just sit back and do the pieces she's been doing and maybe do the sort of weekend update stand-up-ish type stuff yeah yeah i wish i was optimistic about the gross stuff i don't think we're going to be getting it as much as people would like so mm. um I, I i tend to agree with you ben um okay this one is from uh, uh sorry if i mispronounced gene or, or john uh monique palilio says when will taylor swift host again so uh would you like to see taylor swift host the show again ben yeah she's uh, as we mentioned before, she stole this episode, um, not in a bad way. She clearly made a massive impact on this episode. And even the one she hosted back a few years ago, when I think she was only 18 or 19. And for a young person to be that talented for something at such a young age, I would love to see her host again. And maybe down the line, of course, neither of us know when exactly that she'll host. But I'm sure I think there's a few more re-records she's doing and maybe next season there's an opportunity for her to do. And I wonder if she was maybe approached to double duty this episode and maybe had too many other things going on. Cause yeah. it made more, more sense if she hosts uh, double duty. But... I agree. I, if, if I was going to bet on it, I bet you, she was asked to double duty this. I mean, if they were going to ask Billie Eilish, I think they would have asked Taylor Swift. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, maybe she had too many other things going on with the, uh, short film that she released and yeah who knows yeah um okay uh this is from jeremy boulard jeremy says expectations for simu liu so let's uh let's close the chapter on everything from jonathan majors and taylor swift let's look ahead to this week you know we're excited about the december shows but we still got one more show and that's with simu liu and saweetie so what are your expectations for simu liu have you seen shang chi yeah loved shang chi He's clearly a very talented performer, and next to uh, Aquafina, he they both killed it. And I love the sort of—I'm not usually a fan of um, the Marvel movie, the 
com- comedic element of Marvel movies, but I feel like it really hit the mark on in Shang Chi, and I love him in Kim's Convenience as well. Um, uh, and I really have high expectations, which isn't really a, a good thing. I know going into any SNL episode, but he clearly is a very funny person, and we've seen him on his Twitter as well. He's doesn't take himself too seriously, which is obviously a really great um, starting point to become a host. And I really hope, because I feel like in the Kieran Culkin episode and in Jonathan Majors, we haven't seen any, oh, to, maybe there's been little bits here and there, but there hasn't been any funny elements from the host. Like I haven't really laughed out, laughed out loud at anything either of them have said. So I really think that similarly will have some funny lines and maybe be an anchor of a sketch that, um, can be funny and and i i know he has good delivery so i really have high expectations i really hope aquafina does pop up because her episode back in season 44 i think she was amazing and killed it and straight from the her monologue that was amazing and i really feel like she'll pop up because i think she still lives in new york and they clearly get along together have an amazing chemistry um and snl uh, team obviously love her and I really hope she pops up, um, but yeah, have high expectations, and I, I know that Similia will will follow through. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, uh, Ben. It's been a little bit unfortunate. I mean, I I, I really thought the Kieran Culkin episode was great, but I did feel that um, you know it wasn't Kieran Culkin that was going to you know make the show uh, you know amazing, or, or he didn't necessarily have the impact on the reason why the show was so great. And Jonathan Majors certainly didn't have a major impact. Uh, or major's impact this week, but the Simu Liu coming in, like I, I think I have high hopes that you know he will be a strong presence on the show this week. We haven't had that many this season. I mean, obviously Jason stands out as the big you know host impact on the show. For the most part, it's been the writing and the cast that has impacted the high quality of the season. I don't know that any particular host besides Jason, I could say, put the show over the top. So. I'm excited about it. I mean, we know that Paul Rudd will probably do that for Christmas. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if Simu Liu or even Billie Eilish down the road could potentially have an impact on the show. Yeah. And something that just uh, came into mind then, I feel like another thing that uh, plays into what you were saying about uh, hosts not really having a massive impact, the monologues have been sort of short and sharp this season and maybe haven't really made much of an impact. And Jason's obviously killed it. And I really feel like similarly watching him in interviews on Kimmel and uh, I think he was on Fallon a few times, he clearly um, can tell jokes well. So I really feel like that'll be a great point for him and he'll he'll kill it there, hopefully. If he doesn't, hopefully he does. But if he doesn't really uh, make his mark in sketches, I f- feel pretty confident that he'll make a mark in the monologue. Yeah, and uh, K-Quiz and Ken in the chat both say Rami Malek as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Rami Malek definitely had an impact on the show. So I, I, I agree. Uh, Kim K uh, is funny too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just mean that like uh, if you put a replacement level host into an episode, are there hosts this season that elevated the show tremendously? Maybe Rami Malek did a little bit. Jason mm-hmm. did a lot. Um, so my question is, is like of these next three, will we get that to happen? And I have no expectations for what exactly Simu Liu is going to do, but I was very impressed with him in Shang-Chi and I think he's going to be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. So I'm definitely going to watch that to, you know, get a feel for how his week is going and, and what we can, you know, learn before Saturday. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to see. And hopefully he, he kills it. Yes, I agree. Okay, well, that is all our patron feedback for this week, unless anybody in the chat has any questions for us before we head off. Uh, it was really you know, crazy to get this announcement on air for December 11th. Like I said, Billie Eilish, host and musical guest, December 18th, Paul Rudd and Charlie XCX as our Christmas show. So uh, this could be really fun. I, I'm really excited for what we get for our next three episodes before we head to the break. Um, ben, any final thoughts for you on season 47 or these next three shows? Yeah, I feel like the as this um, perfect time in this announcement while we were talking about it. But I feel like it, you sort of know Billie Eilish will be strong, maybe not, uh, or you know the cast will be strong. They've had such a crazy energy. You know that they'll be strong in Billie Eilish and Paul Rudd will kill it. He, he never fails. And I feel like this this crazy energy will just pe- keep going until this Christmas episode. And yeah, as as we mentioned before, this energy will be will last till 
the it starts up back in 2022. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, Ken in the chat is asking, is eight new hosts in a row breaking the record? Uh, I don't think so, Ken. I, I, I know uh, with seven, it was definitely since the writer's strike year. I have to go back and check. Uh, probably, I believe there was one year uh, that I remember checking, and I, it, there was eight in a row. So I don't think it is a record, but it is definitely a surprise. I would yeah. say that... SNL tends to do this thing where if they're going to go with all new hosts at the beginning of the year, I think we're going to get a lot of returnees in 2022. That would be my expectation for that. Um, so yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh, ben, you were so fantastic on the feedback show today. Thank you for joining us and breaking everything down. It was just so great to get to hear from you. Where can people check out everything you're doing down in Melbourne? Yeah, well, uh, it's great to talk to you. I love talking about SNL. Um, catch on my uh, in, uh, Twitter there, lambbenjlam98, where I post, well, I'm starting to post a lot more articles and radio things I'm working on. And yeah, from there, people can link to my other socials, a lot on Instagram as well. And yeah, got some cool things happening in 2022, a few more comedy things happening and a lot more SNL coverage. And cool. yeah, just hook up with me there. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get to talk to you a little bit more. And it's fun to get to uh, get more of the Australian audience interested in our in our show over here in North America. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it can be just more and more fans over here. OK, so tell the listeners where they can reach out to you. Yeah, well, again, on my Lamb Binge Lamb 98, that's probably the best uh, port for it. And yeah, hopefully we can uh, meet all the SNL fans over there and keep working and yeah, and keep in touch. Yeah. And I think, uh, oh yeah, Nicole, Nicole, I just want to make a note, Nicole in the chat saying 13 consecutive uh, first time hosts in the in a row is a record when you combine the end of season 46 and now season 47. So that's, wow. that's a good note. Uh, we'll have to check like the start of an episode, a start of a season, how many in a row is that record? But, um, but yeah, um, anyways, if, if you missed the show and you're just joining us, cause you got, uh, you heard about the new coverage, the, the new hosts and you want to get some coverage, uh, this will be available for replay. So you can watch us on YouTube. You can also find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, subscribe to us anywhere to never miss any shows we are doing. You can follow us at the SNL network on all social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram to catch all of our content as we start preparing for Simu Liu coming up this week and you can follow me at john shire 24 feel free to reach out whenever if you have any questions at all about anything we are doing okay ben thanks so much for joining us and we will see all of you next time have a good one